All right, everybody, welcome into the Canes Inside Podcast, brought to you by Caneswear. We are here at the FRM Studios. I am your host, Peter Ariz, alongside D Money, and our special guest tonight, Javi Salas, who's been on the show before with us, but tonight we're bringing you the baseball preseason pod as the season starts off this weekend. Javi, excited to have you on, man. You've been you've been on here a few times. First time you're here in studio uh, for for the new rebooted Canes Insight podcast. But excited to have you on tonight. I'm pumped, man. Big fan of you guys as always. You guys are like like family. I love to come back on the pod whenever I get the chance. Whenever D Money gives gives me the green light, I'm here. Yeah, Mr. Perfect himself. You know, I'm used to seeing you in the in the hallways of the club section at the at the Rock. About down by 14 or 21 usually at that point. Uh, so it's nice to see you. 0-0 zero, zero for the Kane season. You know what I mean? The football season and, uh, and baseball ready to rock and roll. Top 10 team, depending who you talk to. So excited to get rolling. So, uh, you know, Hav, I know you've been to practices. You've seen this team. Obviously, you don't know until they get rolling. But based on what's coming back, what do you say the strength of this year's Kane's baseball team is? I think, D, a lot of it is experience, right? They, they return a lot of guys from last year, obviously, at the – big positions you have yo-yo morales at third base you have cj kafis at first base those are your two stalwart guys you return a rotation that you know you have an anchor you have a, andrew walters coming back he's your closer he's a ninth inning guy so we have those three outs figured out um you know and then and then the rotation is going to be fun to watch so I, I think from from a from a team standpoint this is exactly where you want to be you have the star power you have the firepower they're going to score some runs um the question is you know who's going to be out there preventing the runs yeah, you know, Yo-Yo, been getting a lot of Harold Martinez comps since he was in high school, lived up to those and more. So when you talk about the strengths, the weaknesses, obviously, or the question marks in terms of folks not coming back, outfield, maybe a little bit in the rotation. Um, what, do you, what are the areas you're watching as far as these are, these are places that we need to see some improvement yeah. for, the, for them to make a run? Yeah, for me, D, it's, it's the pitching. I, that's what I always refer to. I refer to is like I want, I want to see the arms. I want to see who's going to take us into that deep postseason run. And we, we do return arms just in different roles this year, right? So I think, you know, Carson Ligon is going to be a guy who was started as a midweek starter last year as a freshman, started the season off great. At the end of the year, you, you saw the what usually happens to freshmen, hit that freshman wall, um, you know, ran, ran into some trouble. But ultimately, he's going to be in a weekend role. A guy like Gage Zeal, he's going to be a – you know, asked to, to pitch some big innings on the weekend as well. He was a mid-relief, end-of-the-game guy. Um, and then you have Alejandro Rosario, who's probably going to be that that third starter for you, who has a Friday night stuff but hasn't really put it together in a full season just yet. Um, but that's the exciting part. And then you go to the back of the bullpen, working backwards, and you have Andrew Walters, right? So I think Walters last year was mainly a one-inning guy. I probably see that role expanding a little bit. Maybe, you know, get ask him to get five or six outs in some games, you know, maybe nine outs. Um, but but that's where I'm excited. And then the middle part of the game, you got to figure out, right? So you got to figure out where am I going to get those, you know, six outs from, and it might come on a nightly basis, a different guy. You look at a guy like uh, Ronaldo Gallo, who, who pitched well last year. He's probably going to be in an expanded role. I uh, heard really good things about Walters' brother, Brian Walters, um, stepping in and possibly pitching some big innings. So, a transfer, right? Yeah, yeah. So there, there's there's a lot of question marks that are probably going to be answered the first couple weeks, and it, the the season doesn't doesn't have any breaks. The ACC is really tough this year, and you know you look you look at that first weekend series. Penn State's a it's a big big name, Power Five school. So we'll see right off the bat what JD has in that pitching staff. Hav, have you had a chance to check out any of the practices recently? You know, leading up to the season now, and what's the overall the vibe, the feel? Uh, you know, going in there. I feel like the former players, the former baseball players, you guys have a pretty good sense of what's going on because a lot of you guys are here 
in Miami and you guys can, like I said, just kind of go over to, to practice. So what's the vibe if you have been over there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me personally, I pop in there whenever I can. I think the, the gates usually open and if you want to walk right, stroll right in and catch a couple innings of the scrimmage or a practice, that's a, the best part about living in Miami, right? You catch some free baseball. But I think, I think the vibe is good. The, the team looks prepared. They, they have what it takes. I think last year you run into a buzzsaw, right? Ole Miss comes into our regional. They end up being the national champions. And a week before this, that, that regional, you weren't even sure if Ole Miss is playing in, in, in the tournament. So uh, baseball is a crazy game, man. And what happens now in February will have no bearing on, you know, May into June and hopefully into that Omaha run. So I think, you know, you got to start off the season strong. You're obviously going to get into conference play, which is really, really tough this year. But the vibe is good. The star power is there. It looks one of like those quintessential Miami teams that can hit the ball out of the park. They're going to be fun to watch. And the light should be a, a cool place to be uh, every weekend in the, in the spring. Yeah, you know, you were a guy, obviously, folks who don't know, Javi Salas, uh, famous for the perfect game, just an unbelievable Miami career, and then played uh, in the Brewers organization. You're a guy, no for Iron Arrow member as well. That's right. You know, <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> I know your mom's going to be happy to hear that one. But, you know, you're a guy that's known for your mental game. That's why you get paid so much by the hour to consult on these M&A deals <laughs> these days. So a guy like Rosario... All the talent in the world, all the hype in the world. What needs to happen with him to get to that level that people expected out of high school? Yeah, I mean, look, I've I sat behind the plate with Rosario last year against old. I don't know, it was against Arizona in the elimination game. His stuff is major league stuff. I mean, he's upper nineties velocities fastball. You're gonna sit in there and watch a slider that's gonna be in the upper eighties, probably touching ninety. I mean, his stuff plays. It's it's more about. Alejandro Rosario getting outs consistently, and that's what's plagued him. Um, you know, he's had some walk issues, a little bit of control stuff that, you know, you can clean that up, but it's the stuff between the ears that I think, you know, you, you really want to see him evolve. And now as a junior, he's going to have a big role on this team. And for me, that's the X factor, right? If you can have a guy on Sunday that has major league stuff and you're pitching against another team's number three, like you can win a ton of ball games like that. I remember when, when I was playing, we had Andy Suarez pitching on Sundays, which was crazy to think of a big leaguer pitching on Sunday. So to me, it reminds me of that where he is the X factor for this team. There's going to be so much relying on him going forward. And I think when you look at, at his stuff pound for pound, he's, he's probably got some of the best stuff in the conference. It's more about, can he be consistent? Can he be disciplined in his approach? And sometimes it's not going to be all about the strikeouts and the velocity. It's like, hey, can you go and get us 15 outs? Can you get us 18 outs on a Sunday and get us three outs closer to Walters at the end of the game with the lead? And that's that's what he has to do as a starter. This Canes Baseball podcast brought to you by our good friends over at Sala, Astorita, and Cox. Of course, you guys remember them from uh, from the original uh, Canes Insight podcast days. But Sala, Astorita, and Cox is a boutique law firm that focuses on white-collar criminal defense and SEC regulatory matters and represent victims of financial fraud. Their partners have experience at the Department of Justice and the SEC and are all AV rated. They are routinely listed as Florida super lawyers and in Florida's legal elite. They can be contacted at 561-989-9080 or through their website at www.salalaw.com. Yeah, Jim, a huge supporter of the program and the website. Um, we talk about Rosario now. Switching gears to the staff as a whole, how do you see Friday, Saturday, Sunday, midweek, and then maybe the next person clawing in there 
shaping up? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think we kind of know, we have a good feel for what the weekend's going to look like. It's going to be some mix of Ligon, Zeal, Rosario, in whatever order. I think Rosario started the alumni game, so that's probably a pretty good indicator that he's going to pitch on Sunday. Um, the other two guys, Friday, Saturday, whatever you want to throw in there. Um, obviously, you have Walters on the back end. The midweek role this year, honestly, I, I, I view it as like a, you know, one of those in-between guys who need to get work. Um, I, I always thought that that game was really crucial into momentum into the weekend, right? So you want to make sure you have a guy that can, you know, pitch well. Usually they reserve it for some other freshman guys, guys that want to get some work. Um, but but that being said, my biggest question mark is who's going to get to Walters? I want to know who's going to pitch to six, seven, eighth, and then get you to nine. So I look at a guy like Ronaldo Gallo, uh, Brian Walters, the, you know, Andrew's brother, uh, Torres, who pitched last year, he was a transfer. So there's going to be some guys that are going to be put in some situations early on in the year um, and basically given the reins. If you, you want to take it and run with it, go for it. I mean, those are the kinds of ways J.D. views the first couple weeks of the season. He wants to see what he has. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to pitch. Um, so so we're going to see what, what that mix is. I think I know I mentioned it already, but having a guy that you know is going to come in at the end of a ball game and be nails and lights out is so crucial. Um, and then it's just working backwards, right? So it might be asking guys to get 15 outs. And, and normally starters are asked to do a little more, but in this day and age, the starting pitcher is kind of fallen by the wayside. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where five innings and, and two times through the lineup might be all you need uh, on a Friday or Saturday night. So I'm interested to see how the first couple of weeks play out. Um, usually the rotation week one, two, and three will never be the rotation, you know, week seven, eight, and nine going into deep into ACC play. So Hopefully guys stay healthy. Hopefully guys have, you know, good enough outings to put themselves in good positions. But we'll see. There's there's always that that, you know, that the first couple of weeks you get through and then week week three, I think it is this year, we go up to Florida, Gainesville. So that's a big barometer for this team. I think that's the one that everyone has circled on on their calendars. If you want to look good when you show up to the light, go to Caneswear.com or Caneswear brick and mortar store in Davie. They got all kinds of Canes baseball gear. Honestly, it's probably their best collection of gear is the Canes baseball stuff. They got multiple jerseys, all kinds of designs with the old English logo. They got a Miami Maniac cap, all sorts of different apparel between caps, jerseys, T-shirts, you name it, decals uh, with the old English logo. They got it at Canes where so load up. Season's just starting. You know, you're going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, any three different outfits. Go to Caneswear.com or go to the store down in Davie, the spot where Miami fans shop. And also, Underdog Fantasy, promo code CIS. A lot of sports getting going. Basketball getting ready for the playoffs. Major League Baseball starting. MMA rolling. Use promo code CIS or use the link on the website. You get $200 free, no questions asked, to start playing. You get started with that, and you can really get rolling fast. Go to Underdog Fantasy, Daily Fantasy Over-Unders on Performance, promo code CIS, Get $200, no questions asked. We've seen how much the transfer portal has uh, changed the football and the basketball uh, you know, team. There's some high-profile guys that, that come in, some guys that you'd have some expectations for, Dario Gomez, Jack Scanlon, and Ian Farrell. What are you hearing about these guys, and you know, are they immediate impact type players for this team this year? I, I think you hit it right on the head. This is a huge impact, guys, right? You look at Dario Gomez and, and Farrell, two guys that were all-conference. Um, Farrell was at FGCU. 
they're no slouch and uh gomez was playing in over in nevada so these are two pretty big programs guys that obviously know how to get it done and they're going to be I, in my opinion they're slide in day one starters right you put gomez in center field pencil him in in the leadoff role i've heard great things about him really scrappy guy hits the ball to all fields um I think he find, kind of fits the mold that Gino was. Gino was a really scrappy player, loves base stealers, loves aggressive guys. He always talks about that Miami passion and Miami guy. I think he's one of those Miami guys. Um, Farrell, obviously, he hit a huge home run in the alumni game. Um, you, he's, you're going to rely on him to hit in the middle of that lineup, provide some protection to Yo-Yo, which is super important and super crucial, especially as you get into ACC play. You want to have guys that hit in the five, six, seven hole, that allow Yo-Yo to get some fastballs because ultimately we've seen what Yo-Yo Morales can do. And when he's on, he's a special talent. And 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 Scanlon behind the plate, um, I think that the catching role is another one that I kind of have penciled in as a question mark. I think, you know, Carlos Perez has has shown some flashes, but that's going to be a role that that I think midway through the year we might be looking at it like, you know, maybe is it Scanlon, is it Perez, who is it? And we might see a, you know, catcher by community back there. In terms of guys coming back that you are saying, this guy might make a leap right now, Yeah. whether it's one of the middle infielders or, or is there a position where you're saying, or a player you're saying, this guy is going to show more this year than he showed yeah. last year? Yeah, well, I, I just spoke about you know him not possibly having a role, but Carlos Perez is one behind the plate that I I'm, I'm really want to keep my eye on because in high school, he was such a good player. He's Defensively, he's an all-world catcher. The hitting lagged a little bit, um, but from what I've heard, it's starting to pick up. He's finally found his swing, found his groove. And it's tough, man. You, you come from high school to college and you're seeing guys with advanced breaking balls. You're seeing high velocity. So for him, that's playing a big role behind the plate as a catcher. You know, the catching, the, the catching usually comes first, the hitting comes second, but you start seeing guys as they get more developed, as they get more comfortable at the plate, especially he, I, I expect him to make a big jump back there, especially offensively. Defensively, he speaks for himself. Offensively is where I'm looking for him to make the jump. You, you know, talk about the returning guys in terms of the freshmen. Now, you've mentioned a couple of them throughout the show, but out of that group, which you think is the most likely to become a staple in the lineup? I, I really like Blake Sear. He's a kind of do-it-all, plays all over the field. He's done a little catching, too, so can play any of the infield positions. I think they've, he's played some outfielder in, in outfield in the spring and then some in the fall practice, so... He's one of those guys that if he can hit, they got to find a place for him in the lineup, and his versatility helps that. So if you can slot him in anywhere, and I think these first couple weeks will be telling. Um, you want to know where the freshmen stand, right? Because at come like I just mentioned it, coming in as a as a high school, you know, senior to the freshman collegiate jump is is huge. So we'll see how these guys translate to the pitching, and and it'll be pretty immediate. You know what you have in some guys right away. But from what I've heard, from what I've seen, Blake's here is going to be a guy to keep your keep your eye on as the season progresses. We've talked about Yo-Yo Morales uh, a bit tonight, but just diving into him, uh, you know, a little a little deeper. Can you put in perspective how, you know, we know his talent, right? And we know that he's been talked about for the last three, four years, even before he came to Miami as a guy who was a potential first round pick coming out of high school. But the maturation process for him and him now becoming a complete uh, hitter, how special of a season can he have now? And just again, try to put in perspective for for Canes fans who have you know watched this program for a long time. How would you compare him to some of the, the past greats at Miami? I mean, you you look at Yo-Yo's body of work as a freshman, as a sophomore. He could get drafted today without a season right. in the first round, right? Like all the projections have him as a surefire top twenty pick. I mean, he's a top twenty collegiate player. The the way I see Yo-Yo's career is. I was sitting in that regional 
they didn't want to pitch to Yo-Yo. They were not pitching to Yo-Yo, and he still managed to make an impact, hit balls out of the park. So on a team last year where he wasn't probably offered as much protection as he is this year, he still dominated. It just goes to show the kind of special talent that we have here. And I think if you're a Canes fan, you got to go out and see Yo-Yo. You got to go out and support. You know, he's worth. This. Yeah, he's worth. He's, the, he's worth, worth the ticket for sure. Worth the price of admission. You got to go see this guy play. Um, I've been lucky to see some of the greats as I grew up, and I think Yo-Yo is right there. You know, defensively, offensively, he's a great guy off the field. Um, you know, I I speak to Harold about him all the time. We they've, they've had their parallels in their career. And the one thing Harold says is his mentality, right? Like there is nothing that happens on or off the field that bugs him and bothers him. And I think as a baseball player, when you have that level of comfort and that like inner peace, it's it's kind of scary. So I urge Canes fans, if you're thinking about going to a game, take your kids, go see Yo-Yo Morales, especially this year. It's, it should be special. So obviously Yo-Yo, really the infield in general, kind of know where they sit. How would you project the rest of the lineup for the Penn State series? Yeah, so I think the, the alumni game was probably a pretty good precursor of what the, the lineup's going to look like. It was Gomez in center field leading off. Then we had, you know, the two, three, four is where we're probably going to see the most mix. Yo-Yo's going to be, you know, probably in the three, four spot. Where do you fit in Kafis, uh, Farrow? Levinson is another name coming back. has good power numbers. He was slotted in at right field for the alumni game. I expect there to be a Farrow-Levinson split time between right field and DH. You obviously, Kafis at first. Doran Gonzalez will play second base. Don Patelli and uh, Yo-Yo uh, short and third. Behind the plate, Carlos Perez started the alumni game, so take that for what it's worth. I think he'll be back there on Friday night against Penn State. And then the pitching, it'll be either Ligon or, or Zeal, and, and we'll go from there. Gotcha. All right, man, so I've seen this projected top 10. I've seen as low as 22. How, how would you – I know you haven't seen the rest of the country, but, like, you, see, you know what Miami looks like when it's a top 10 program – do you think that this is a top 10 team right now as far as the talent and, and what they can do? I think on paper they're a top 10 team, uh, D. I think, I think you know, when you, when you look at what they have and the star power, I think the names jump off the page at you, right? You have a first baseman that hit close to 400 last year in ACC play. You got Yo-Yo at third base, who obviously is, is all world. And then you start putting these pieces together. You hit the transfer portal. You get a couple big names that – you obviously hope projects and play to the level that they played at last year. Um, that that's big time. And you know, I, I we spoke a little bit off camera, but the ACC's as tough as ever. I, 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 before I got here, there's seven teams in the top 25. So that's that's just goes to show you the power of the conference, right? So once you get out of the first couple weeks of the season, you're going to be playing arguably one of the toughest schedules in the country. Um, so right now, as it stands, I see them as a top 10 team. We'll talk again in, in mid-April and see where this team's at. But ultimately, you don't. What happens the first couple of weeks? What happens in February is not going to be the determinant of where this team goes. I think staying healthy, making sure that Yo-Yo gets to hit some fastballs on weekends is important. And then ultimately, who's going to be that third or fourth bat in the lineup that you know Coach Demari can rely on? That's going to be the biggest you know questions that need to be answered as we as the season progresses. Well, thank you to our friends over at Sala Astorina and Cox for bringing this uh, Canes preseason podcast. Javi, great insight from you. Canes uh, starting out this weekend with a series at home at the light against Pedo State. <laughs> so head out there. You know, like, like Javi said, there's you know, a bunch of reasons to go watch the Canes this year, but might as well, especially if the weather stays, stays like it is right now down here in South Florida. It should be a good weekend. You can't beat so. it, man. There's, 
new Mark, Mark Light Milkshake queue you can order now on your phone and get it delivered to you in the seat so don't have to wait the whole line. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to go to Mark Light Field. The milkshake might be 1A, Yo-Yo 1B, but yeah. they're, they're, it, it, I'm excited for the season. Thank you guys for having me. I'm always always willing to come on the podcast. You guys do a great job. So well, well, Maybe, maybe once an, an offensive coordinator is hired, we can get, <laughs> right. we can get your thoughts we'll on We'll debrief. That yeah. That's right. That's right. We got to get Pete back in the group chat now. Yeah. Yep. Although, yep. you know, he was at Taking least... Taking a hiatus. <laughs> he was there to witness me and you winning our Jalen Hurts bets. Yeah. You know, I mean, that I'm, I'm doing my. I've been doing my. Uh, what's Aaron Rodgers doing the the darkness retreat? <laughs> so I'll be back strong one day, though. <laughs> All right, folks. We will see you when Miami hires an OC. Javi, Pete, Danny, we're out.